1: What's going on everyone? Welcome back to a new episode of Buy, Hold and Sell, and we're gonna get started with our buys for this one, and it's gonna be with Dave Fido, and it's a pretty obvious one, averaging seventy-five over the first few games, and then and that first game with, with the sixty was only because he had an infection in his foot. So only had an okay game there and then and then picked up two tries in our second one got a HIA, which made him off for 15 minutes. But when you see he got the full 80 minutes, picked up 11 tackle breaks. So you can see with him, he does it everywhere on the field. He can, he can get your base stats and your run meters and he's sort of 25-odd tackles to 30 tackles and you know, minimal misses, um, but then has that massive attacking upside as well. And for Fofito, I think this is probably the lowest he's going to get at, at this point in the season unless he happens to get injured or you know a HIA and he has to come off and, and doesn't make his break even. But I think it's a really opportune time to bring him into your squad. He's now owned by by thirty one percent of people, so really important one. If you don't have him, then he's a really cool upgrade target for some of your mid range guys. If you if you're downgrading to like a Walker and you can upgrade to a Fafita there, what I will say with him is is you're not trading some of these keepers, you, you know the the fifty to fifty five point scorers to to trade up to a Fafita. I'm seeing a lot of guys who are trying to trade out a Cook to Fafita, and I think that's a very. Silly option, but we'll get to him in in the hold section. Adam Elliott is my next buy on this list, in the 677. I think it's probably going to be the lowest he'll be for the rest of the year. I think I can see him averaging somewhere in the mid 50s, you know, low to mid 50s, and and a 677 puts him at around that 48 to, to 50 price point in um, middle and the edge. Shouldn't be playing Origin. I think he's a really cool option, making a lot of tackles, getting a lot of a, a, You know, your um. Attacking stats as well with his offloads and his tackle breaks. So a really cool option for anyone's side. And not too expensive that you can you can upgrade a Tino or these types of guys to, to him for not too much extra cash. Our next one is going to be Sam Walker, which is pretty obvious. He's, he's at 228k, hasn't had any game time. But a really cool downgrade option. Should have the spot long term and should be making some money. I'm not exactly sure what type of you know, points we're going to get. We'll, we'll be able to see... In this, in this first round, but he's someone that is in definitely in the stats when he plays in reserve grade. So if he takes that more dominant role, I think he's going to do really well for anyone's side when they bring him in. Next one's going to be Sean O'Sullivan. I think he's, a, he's also a good buy. I wouldn't be expecting scores at that 50 mark that he scored in round one, but he, somewhere between 35 to 45 would be great for him. Just for the fact that they came up against a Raiders side who had three three guys out and, and they were very tired. So you get a bunch of extra tackle breaks that I don't think you'll get on a regular basis, but nice, nice metres gained and kick metres to boot there. You know, 19 tackles for one miss is good. He might have a few more over his career. You can see in his past games that he's had a few more missed tackles, but something to think about. And somewhere there will make him enough cash, but, you know, if you've already got Walker in your team, then O'Sullivan is a decent option. Something to think about, though, is that if we're all having, you know, four or so halves at the moment, then it might be a little bit too much. I personally have Cleary and Fogarty already, so to have Schuster and then Walker and no Sullivan, I think it's probably a little bit too much, but four I think is a, is a good solid amount to, to get you those points, but also gets you uh, up in those price rises as well. We move on to Andrew McCulloch. I think it's, a, it's definitely a buy at this point. If you're someone that only has Braley, for example, you're not sitting there with Turpin, Um, you've got Little there but he might be someone that you can cash out over the next sort of two to three weeks then I think McCulloch is a really good option if you're wanting someone that's really safe and who's almost a captaincy option as well an average of 63.7 is great a 67 a 53 you probably should have got a try assist in there and then a 71 so pretty much all in base and those last two games he's kicked out a dummy half as well and I'll probably expect that a little bit more with Ben Hunt out from from this week onwards and it'll be interesting to see how how the Dragons go over this next few games but With their next five opponents being Knights, Parak, Warriors, Roosters, and Tigers. There should be plenty of tackles in there and a chance for some attacking stats as well against some of the slightly lesser teams in the the comp. But McCulloch's a great option, and I think he's definitely a buy for anyone's side. Alex Twile also comes into this category at 714k. Just comes at a slight discount to to what a lot of the other guns are at 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 this current uh, point in time. But a 58.7 average with a 52, 54, and a 70 is really cool for him. The minutes in that first game was great, a 59. 50 in the second one was a little bit low, but then picked up a 70-minute uh, game there. So for him, they started struggling a little bit when he was off the field, and it was a great time to to bring him on and and kind of stifle that and you know, make sure they're not missing tackles and and go from there. And he's that kind of player who's just a, a beast with the base stats. You know, 70 all-in base stats, one tackle break, a couple of turnover tackles, which is going to happen when these guys that make some, some big tackle counts. So he's a really cool option that you could drop into your side now. He's priced at around that 54 average. So anywhere between 54 and 60, I think, is good for him and could be a, a nice, solid keeper. that You don't have to really worry about in your side going forward. Another interesting one in the halves, again, Cody Nicarima at 595. The thing with him is the the fact that unfortunately we all have we've got a bunch of halves in our team at the moment and is it worth bringing in another one at this price when you've got Schuster, you've got Walker, you've got a Cleary or you know Brooks or these types of guys. I don't think it's really worth bringing him in but he's someone who's going to do well. I don't think he's going to average 59 for the season but somewhere around a 50 average would be would be fairly likely for someone like Cody. And that would um, get him to gain about 100k and 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 help your team out immensely. O'Sullivan looks like he's doing. He's going to do a fair bit more of the kicking in general play. Then, but obviously last game they, they decided to run the ball a bit more and, and were trying to get downfield that way you know, with the tired forward. So they both ran for over 100 metres there. So something to think about. His kick metres might increase a little bit but um, for Cody I'm yeah, expecting somewhere close to a 50 average for him which would be ideal. Uh, last couple here. We've got someone like Tyrone Peachy and a few guys have some issues in the centres this week, and my suggestion is not to pick up any of those cheap centres. You know, People uh, ask me about you know Remus Smith. Uh, who else we got? There's a few other guys there. They're in that, that lower point. Oh, Ben Hampton was one that's in the centres, for example. Just all aren't consistent enough and aren't going to score as well as you need them to. Whereas you look at someone like Peachy, who's playing, he's now got the starting 13 role. That did decrease his minutes, which is interesting. So I'd still be expecting somewhere between forty-three and that fifty-one minutes as a regular occurrence. But for him, he's he's just so electric uh, through the middle of the park, and and with you know forwards getting tired, I think he's going to be great. Interesting to see in the game before he got zero tackle breaks, which is pretty pretty much not normal for him. He's got a couple of games with one one game with zero over the last year. rather than that, he's someone that gets to you know, two, three plus uh, across this, across these games and. And you, I'd be expecting scores somewhere in the 40s for him at an average. You know, you get the game with 59, but you might get that 34. So where he's at currently is, is perfect. And I'd be uh, I'd be looking to see him as a really decent option and a keeper in your centers are averaging around that mid-40. So if you're thinking about him, he's, he's also a good option. And there's a couple other guys that people are speaking about, and I'm not sure if they're going to be a buy, but I think they could average very similar to what their price set, or maybe just above. Currently a 53.7 average for Jordan Rapana. I don't think that's sustainable for the season, but I'm expecting somewhere in the 40s for Rapana. If you look at his scores last year, they don't scream out that he was amazing, but in seasons past, he's been that keeper on the wing, getting 40 40 to 50, and even some of these games, there's some low ones in there with, with some tries. So he's really come out of the blocks hot, and I'd just be wary that not exactly sure if he's going to keep that up. Four, six, and eight tackle breaks over the first three games. You know, big meters the last couple. Got a couple you, know, you got two tries in the first one for fifty, so you know, be wary that if he's not scoring tries regularly, he might not go as good, uh, Rapana. So something to think about. Other guys like Lomax are gonna be a good buy in your centres, but I'd, I'd if you're gonna if you're gonna bring in a centre this week, I'd I'd suggest upgrading uh Avarillo or, or trading someone else out to bring in a, a centre that can that can do well for your squad move on to the hold side, and I think Jacob Little is definitely a hold. Priced at you know 4.30 and, and has a break-even of, I believe, 11. I think this is slightly wrong. Uh, for him, 51-58 over the first two games. Scored a try, so he likes to run a little bit out of dummy half and, and look for that, that quick try out of dummy half there. But thirty two in this 60 minutes, I think, is a very low game for him. You see the game before, he picked up one missed tackle. Got eight in the first and seven in this one, so... If you look at his past games, he doesn't have as many missed tackles as that and you know, they, they could be two outliers, could, that could be normal, but if there's a chance that it goes back to you know two to three missed tackles, then you're looking at a score around 40 for him in that 50 to 60 minutes and he has that upside of potentially scoring a try. So for him, he's definitely not a sell this week. He's got, if he picks up a try and gets a 50, he can score well for your side but also makes him cash, so I can see him, you know, getting to around 500k mark and then and then selling him from there i think would be a good option but definitely not a sell right now daniel at 388 comes off a, a lower score and his break even increases a little bit but for him there's every chance he could go back to a 35 to 40 score and make you some more cash so i'd expect avara to bottom out around you know i said bottom out to to peak at around 450 or so and i think that'll be the time to to sell him but he's still someone you could you could start in your team if you having a couple issues uh, or need like a fourth interchange player, then Alvaro could be a man. So I wouldn't be selling him yet. And very similar to Spencer at 366. So 22K less, still a fairly low break even, and, and is only just starting to real make really make cash. That 29 hurt, hurt him a little bit, but a 36 average. If he can keep around that 36 average, then he's going to be up priced around 450, and that will be his peak there. If he happens to get a few more minutes, if there's an injury, then he could he could go even better. So he's definitely a hold at this point. I heard people talking about Cam Murray, and he's definitely a hold. Like they're going Murray to Fafita. And, yeah, you might be getting an extra sort of 10 points out of out Fafita. Of but Murray's a, a target for a lot of people this week. A mid and edge cover. You know, 57 average. Got a 50 on the weekend, but had just less minutes of 59. And and this can happen a few times with the forwards. They get a bit of a cycle of minutes, and he could go back to his big minutes um, as of next week. And I'd expect that to happen. Uh, They were obviously winning pretty well on the weekend. So those games are pretty close for him. Then I think he'll play those bigger minutes, and he's definitely a hold. Moving on to someone like Christian Welch. I think he's a hold this week. You can sell him if you need to, or if you want to go up to someone like a Tohu or these types of guys who I forgot to speak about. Tohu is definitely a buy at this stage. He's just so super consistent. So, if you want to go up to someone like that or, or for Fida, I don't blame you. Because when you look at his first two scores, 46 and 55, they're really strong. And he comes out with the 30 in round three. And I wouldn't expect that this week. I'd, I'd be expecting at least the 40, somewhere above that. So, if you wanted to, you can keep him. Break even up around the 50 mark, so he's not going to lose a lot, and there's a chance he hits that and, and doesn't lose any cash and, and gives you a good score. So some slight worrying signs. I don't think he's a keeper, but at this stage you can probably hold him. And that's going to be the same with Damian Cook at 807k. Bryce uh, averaging 57 for your team. I think you can you can hold him. I probably would try to steer clear of captaining him, but you know, just with his chances of getting that lower score, but then he's got the, the big chance of getting an 80 odd. And up against the uh, up against the dogs this week, they he should score pretty well again. Seems to me against the the lesser teams, he's not going to go as well, which is weird. You expect him to be tackling a lot more against the better teams, but against that lesser team in, in Seagulls, he did really well, and they've got the Dogs, Broncos, Tigers, and Titans over the next four. So I'd expect some good scores out of Cook. So definitely hold him there. Mitch Moses. People were thinking about getting rid of Mitch Moses. He's just had a HIA, so and if you're worried about him losing money I'd please try not to because he's a keeper. Yes, he might have a high break even, you know, up in the 80s, but he's someone that's priced at 56, you know, so he's he's a gun in the in the half sort of your third best half there, and I'd be keeping him 67 in across the first two games um, and was tracking for somewhere near that score as well in round 3. So I think that, you know, he's someone that you definitely have to hold going forward. And then you move to someone like Brooks and he's going to be in the same boat. 590k. It's priced at 40 at the start of the year. He's averaging 50.3 over three games. And yes, there's a chance that Dewey takes a little bit of uh, a few of his stats, but I think you've got to give him a chance. He's averaging 50. If he if he keeps that up, he's going to get up to around the 700k mark, you know, over the next sort of four to five weeks. And that's you know great. Get extra cash and you, and you get some good scores to boot there. And he didn't have too many attacking stats last game. Just the one try assist. So. For him, he's definitely a hold at this point. I think people are trying to go him up to Cleary, and, and I can understand that. You know, If you're needing a captain, then maybe going up to Cleary could be a good option, but um, Brooks, I think, is definitely a hold at this point. Lindsay Collins is another one. Had been scoring really well, and a lot of people brought him in. It looks like he's going to be out for this one week. Yeah, looks 38 in 41 minutes, he was killing it. So him, you have to keep. Unfortunately, take the loss this week, but then get him back, like, keep... Get him back into your starting side and and make some good cash with him. Someone else, Stephen Creighton. All right, four forty-seven. We had a lot of people that are going, yeah, he's just not scoring enough, um, not doing as well. And I've spoken about him. He needs to be uh, for him to to do really well. He needs to be scoring tries. And, and last year he got a lot of them and still wasn't a keeper. So him moving to fullback is a, is a slightly different story. He's gonna he's gonna get a little bit more ball. You'd expect him to have more run meters. And and score a little bit better than than his thirty average. So for him, for me, for him, I think he's definitely a hold, and he could be someone that could average forty or forty five over the next bunch of weeks in your center position, which is a really tough position. So I'd be keeping Crichton there over that period. Tyrell Fulmayano is starting to get closer to a peak. A forty, a 40 average gets him into the the five hundreds, but if he if he has a couple more scores in the thirties, then that could slow him down. Still got great minutes with fifty four, just didn't. Do anything crazy in terms of attacking stats. Twenty-five tackles, hundred meters, a couple of misses, even had a turnover tackle. So did okay, and, and still I'd be expecting somewhere between thirty-five to forty for for Tyrell, um, and and can still cover the ed- edge and the mid position. So definitely hold over the next few weeks and 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 milk him and, and go from there. Uh, Jack Bird. A few people are having a bit of an issue this week with Bird and Avarillo, but I think you know if you're going off his last two scores of a forty and a thirty-six. You should be really happy with those that output, and he could end up be, becoming a keeper around that or close to a keeper around that forty point average across the season. I think you've got to keep him this week, especially being such a cheaper price. Yeah, it's not worth trying to downgrade him or something like that at this stage. And Matty Moylan's done actually fairly okay over, yeah, you know, especially last week. Got a thirty-seven in round one, a forty-one in this round, and didn't do too much, but just a lot of tackles. So. For me, he's just started to make a little bit of cash, so you can you could keep him at this stage. And I, you know, if you if you're wanting to use him to upgrade, then you can. But I think you can also hold him across this next few weeks. Some simple ones: Lockie Lamb, definitely a sell. 430k. He's out for what 46 weeks with his with his MCL issue, but he wasn't making money and scoring amazing anyway. So I think you can get rid of him. Lockie Croker, 361k. Starting to slow down his money-making. He's sort of made, what, 50-odd K for us, but a, a break even you know in the high teens now. For him, if he's scoring that you know mid to high 20s, then he hasn't got much money to make. You can trade him if you need to. I'm personally going to go him down to Sam Walker, for example. I think he has more upside. But with Croker, yeah, you could trade him if you want. You can keep him for a little bit. He could probably bottom out uh, with his price around 400K. Uh, but other than that, He's a he's a sell at this stage. Mitch Dunn also a sell. Made his little bit of cash. Scored okay for us, but um, yeah, played on an injury, and it'll be interesting to see what what's happening with him going forward. But he's not a keeper. He's priced at four seventy five. You could use him as a springboard to upgrade or or downgrade to to help your team elsewhere. With that one, Ben Hunt. Unfortunately, I think he's going to be a sell. Ben Hunt at seven seven seven. Just too much money on your on your bench to, to hold someone who's got a fractured fibula. So for him, unfortunately, if you brought him in in round three, but I think he has to he has to go, unfortunately, use him to upgrade to whoever you want. If you've got him in your halves, I'd probably suggest upgrading elsewhere when you've got Schuster, Walker, if you've got a, a Cleary or a Fogarty or a Munster or something like that, I'd probably upgrade elsewhere and and uh, use that money there instead of using it in the halves. Uh, the other one I had was Ben... Oh, he's not going to work had him as a a sell at 265 he's just not getting the minutes to to make good cash or do anything like that and if you've got him I think you've got to get rid of him Hamiso was my second last one at 354k now gets relegated from from center to, to the wing and just hasn't been scoring well and in a cowboy side that's not going very well I think you have to move him on if you if you have him this week and need him to cover in your center position then you could probably hold but other than that going forward i think you definitely need to sell him and gusevsky is our last one at 303k you could use him as some sort of cover in the edge but he's just not doing anything you know playing big minutes scoring poorly he's not someone you want in your team long term so i'd you know be happy if you wanted to to get rid of him and move on to a better cash cow or or upgrade him from there but there you go guys that's the buy hold and sell for the week i hope you really enjoyed that if you enjoyed it please hit like Please hit subscribe if you're new and we'll keep growing this channel. I really appreciate all your, your love and support, and we'll see you in the next video. Bye, guys.
0: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans.